Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And we're here to keep it real, raw, and what it means to be the confident woman. All right, it is week four of our 12-week series for self-love, body acceptance. And today we're talking about like our identity, our self-worth, right? How many of us women tie what our looks are like to one of those two things. So you listened last week, we talked about where this comes from as far as society and norms and what we're supposed to look like and what's beautiful. So then today's kind of how does that look for when we're looking at who we are, what we are, whether we're, you know, a mom, a business person, a fitness person, whatever that is, and what we feel like we should look like or be like, and where that, where our self-worth ties in with that as well. Yeah, this was a definitely a good conversation that we were just really looking forward to because the way everything's rolling out with this entire series is really meant to build upon each each week and then really to help you kind of discover those patterns that we're seeing reappear in our everyday life, like whether it was something we struggled with like 10 years ago, 20 years ago, to even like today. So it was really about that compounding effect. And so when we look at where we're at right now, when we kind of unravel, we're looking at it from this perspective of identifying, holding true to our identity as a value of self-worth, really measuring up from our physical attributes, or whether it's our labels or whatever that may be. And it's really just kind of like that stronghold that, you know, how how hard and how long do we want to hold on to something that maybe at one point was current and serving us and really represented who we were. But the really cool thing about it is now is that you don't have to be so steadfast in that identity holding, right? We can recreate and become anything we want to become. And that's really cool. So we're going to talk about more about the power of identity and just really kind of like the root behind it, right? And then how we can start shifting some of these beliefs around it to really step into who we, who we want to become at a place that we value, not society or others. But as long as we value ourselves, that's really the power that lies within. Yes. And I feel, I feel like whenever we're talking about like identity, like my mind automatically goes like identity crisis sometimes. And I feel like sometimes we look in the mirror and like, like we said, like you feel like I'm doing this and I should look like this or whatever you see a movie or, you know, someone or whatever. So like for some reason we just turn our head up with that, what that should look like, I guess. And I've noticed it in myself and I've had many conversations before with people, you know, mentors of mine or or just good, you know, good colleagues, I guess, friends that it's weird how, how it works when business where I felt more like the skinnier I was, the, the less I weighed for some reason, like I felt like I was more important and I was like a stronger business person. Like I had it together. Like I was in, maybe it was a control thing, right? Like I was in control of, of this part of my, of my life. So then that kind of like parlayed into business where I just felt like I showed up and I was in more control of something like this. But, but on the flip side of that, it's like when I would like fluctuate weight or whatever. And then when I, if I would gain weight or I'd feel overweight or heavy, then like I didn't feel good or confident. And I felt like I didn't deserve to have success in my business because I didn't look the part, which is weird, right? Like that shouldn't make sense. But I know, I know I'm not the only one. <laughs> no, because same here, same here. <laughs> so, and it's, it's, it's funny because like, 
when we start to speak about it, we realize that we're not alone, but yet we've been living alone with this idea in our head forever that it's kind of like, oh no, so many people go through this, like just me and you right there, more than one. And I know so many members in our community as well, but, you know, talk to any woman and just ask her, like, really, have you always felt really true to who you are? in your body. And, and we're using this body preference because this is really the context of our series, but really the identity also can apply to you in your relationships and your personal life, wherever that is. But really we're talking about from the, the, the point of really our physical attributes, like, is it worthy? And how much of that worth and measurement do we place upon our own identity? But then really it kind of comes down to like asking yourself that fundamental question, like, who am I though? And so that's kind of the struggle, like for many of us, as we continue growing, you know, just throughout life, like we get lost, right? Like we had all these hopes, aspiration, big dreams, all these stuff as kids. And we never once thought about our physical body. We never thought about our physical, like characteristics, like, oh, well, maybe I'm too big or too small. I mean, as a kid, you were just free. You don't think about these things. It's all the society, the pressure, the peers, our family, our beliefs, whether our own or inherited, really start diminishing that value of worth and then tying it to our identity. So it's um, it's kind of like a double-edged sword, right? Like which one, which one is like the worst? But it really comes down to knowing who you are. So therefore you can determine the value of your worth. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like you're priceless. And that's something you need to, to really reframe your beliefs and thoughts to really accept that. And if you have to remind yourself of that every single day, then that's what you got to do. Because it's cool with beliefs, you can unbelieve them to relearn them. And that's power. Again, everything we need lies within. Yes. I feel like I'm guilty of like the body stereotyping though. Because whenever I see like a really tall person, I'm always like, do you play basketball? <laughs> Like you have to be a basketball player if you're this tall, right? Or it's like, where that come from? But just thinking like what you're saying as a kid, like what, how we limit our, uh, we now don't limit ourselves as children, right? We can do all these things. And, you know, like I was going to be in the NBA. Like that's not, wasn't going to happen. But like, you just don't think about those things. But I, I think about like with basketball, like people like Muggsy Bogues or Earl Boykins or uh, just any of these people where if you don't know them, like they're extremely short players, right? That are like, you should not play in the NBA because of your, you're too short. You're too short to play in the NBA, but they did it, right? And they were in there anyways. So, I mean, kind of off topic, but kind of on topic where it's like just that stereotyping of, oh, I have this Tim Tebow, right? One of the best quarterbacks, Heisman winner. All his coaches wanted him to play tight end because of his, they, uh, his body type, right? is like big athleticism. We want him as tight end, but he'd be the best player, but he wanted to be a quarterback. And they said, you don't have the body for a quarterback, but he did it. Right. So it's like, I know I'm talking sports here, but it's that same thing, like mentally, right. Where we're told you're this, you look like this. So this is what you should do. You're tall. You can do this. You're short, not you're built this way. So you should play this position, but, it, but that's, that doesn't have to be like that. <laughs> right. And it's, and it's true. It's, I mean, the only limit that we have are the ones that we're set upon ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's not about what the other people are limiting us. It's whether we accept that belief. So like, if you think about it, we're constantly bombarded by like all kinds of stuff thrown at us every single day, but which ones we're allowing to stick, that's the limit we're putting ourselves into these little 
man-made boxes, like our self-made boxes. So yeah, being limited in your height, being limited in your shape, your your color, your your gender, whatever it may be. But really, are we limited or are we just settling for that limit? And so this is to really empower you to like create whatever you want to be. So for me, one of my, like what I always tell myself is like, when you find a belief that isn't congruent with where you want to go, like you find yourself like kind of hitting this wall, that's the wall, that's your upper limit, that's your threshold, whatever, call it a thermostat. Cause I, one of my favorite books is about that too, but you really feel like you're being stuffed into something that you can't grow and be free. And when we, when we realize that it's that belief, that sticking point, that's where you come in and say, okay, challenge that question. Where did this come from? How did I learn this? Did somebody else tell me this or did I believe it or whatever it is? Okay. Now I have that, that point, that pinpoint. How can I then create something that's more empowering me to define me in a way that is congruent with who I want to become and then start showing up as that person, start acting like that person, start behaving like that person entirely. And what's cool is like now you're actually creating your own limit, right? Your limitless limit. But like when you think about it as this whole pattern, it's so powerful because everything that you've ever wanted is literally inside of you. And it's about pulling out the pieces, the beliefs, unpacking them and getting to that next level. So let go of those limiting beliefs, redefine who you are, and create your own story. So the story that you are willing to accept is the one that you have been told you are not for as long as you've been here. And so that's where we talk about the power of identity. So who are you? What's holding you back? And why? Then when you get to that, you can really start redefining yourself and then assessing your own value of worth. And I know for me, like when I really struggle with like body dysmorphia and all this stuff, because I really was, my, my identity was, a, was tied in to how I physically look, similar to what you were sharing, is that I felt my best. I felt that if I looked a certain way, I would be loved, accepted, appreciated, noticed, all that stuff, right? That was like, hence the whole point of my book, Chasing Perfection, mm-hmm. because when I realized that that was the pressure put on by all the beliefs that I carried, I then decided, no, enough is enough. I'm so exhausted. I want to be me. However, that looks like is that, you know, I get to create that. So I always struggle with that physical, you know, the body. So I moved towards fitness. And when I started, you know, being consistent and working out and and my at my first competition, I had competed in a bodybuilding competition in the bikini division. So after the entire course of the prep and leading up to it, I stepped on stage and says, now I had this new identity. I was a bikini competitor. And I tried so hard to live up to that new identity because that value I placed on it was that a bikini competitor had the perfect body and she was valued and worthy. And so that was something I associated based off of my own beliefs. And then I really had to redefine that. I was like, where did this come from? And again, it started right back to the whole triggering of uh, beliefs and body dysmorphia and all that stuff. So that was really the root of it to, to reclaim my power and realize like fitness is from a different perspective. It's not about using it to, to look a certain way, but it's about to take care of this body, which is your vehicle. This is the vessel that your soul resides in for the remainder of your eternity here on life. Like that's what it is. And it's like, well, how freeing is that? 
right? Because now there's no more fight. There's no more struggle. I'm like, okay. Freeing or scary. Like, man, I forced an alcohol into my vessel for life. <laughs> oh, I have. I mean, we've done some pretty, pretty bad things to our bodies. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I feel it properly when you think about it that way. Yeah. And then too, just like that whole you know, acting as if when you're talking about like deciding what it is that you want to be and start acting that way and feeling that way. But with the assumptions, something's always just out of reach. Like when you're talking about like chasing perfection and becoming this competitor, right? Because we think like it's, you know, that next thing or that's what that picture of success looks like. So if I can just achieve, mainly achievement, if I can just achieve this, then I'm going to feel this way versus just feeling that way first and letting that who you are shine through that and take that to be wherever that is for you. So whether it's a competitor, uh, an athlete, a, a school teacher, a mom, uh, whatever, you can still feel really great about who you are as a person first and enforce that with our attitude and acting that way. And then our habits are going to I don't want to say our habits are going to follow that as far as they're just going to magically appear because you'll have to work on those habits, but it gets you in that right framework of, of, of who that is that you want to be and why you want to be that way. And what that is, and I think none of, I think a lot of us go through life and we don't ever really think about it. Right. Because we're just like, see someone on TV or today you see someone on Instagram or whatever. And you're like, Oh, I want a life like that. So I'm just going to have to look like them or do this or whatever. But you know, we lose our individuality. We lose what makes us us and who we are and our strengths and our, and our talents and our uniqueness. And we just give all that up for something that we think is going to make us happy. When really what's going to make us happy is inside of us all along. We're just suppressing it. Absolutely. And, and that's really, you know, tying our identity to our actions, which then determine our, our worth, right? So like, if you believe it's going to be a certain way, you're going to do whatever it takes to, even at extremes, to hold up to that identity. And that's the being congruent. That's being in alignment with who you want, you know, like the whole be, do, have versus like the have, do, be. Like if you even, have everything. Even the opposite of that. Even right. the opposite of what you just said, where someone feels like I could never be that way. So I'm not even going to try. Right. But when you have, you get to do, and that's the be. Like it's, it's like, I mean, actually it's kind of the opposite. I said it backwards, mm-hmm. but like, you know, when you get to be, then you get to do, then you get to have, but we think of it as the have, if I have yeah. this body, then I can be accepted. So I could do the the perfect life, whatever it may be, like whatever your math formula for that is, but it really comes back again to just owning who you are so that that's the being. But if you don't know who you are, you don't know who you can become. And that's kind of this big disconnect. So again, going back to that identity, finding yourself really is like, it's a puzzle, right? And <laughs> it should a, be easy. A puzzle think. with a ton of pic- a ton of pieces, but there's no, yeah. box. there's no box with the picture on it. The picture is what you get to create. And so that's, what's really cool about it though. Again, just going back to the power of identity, like what, it, what do you want? And then what do you like, what, like whatever you want in life, that's the person you've got to become. But if you don't know where you're going, how can you expect to get there? And so that, again, self-awareness, go back to the beginning, or at least go back to five years down the road. Like you got to keep going backwards to keep moving forward. Otherwise we're just going to get stuck. And that stuck 
is what everyone's just going to tell you what to do because they're, you, you don't know where you're going. So you're looking and grasping for straws. What direction do I go? Who do I become? Who can I look like? Oh, well, that's the next trend. Let me hop on that. Maybe I'll make something of myself. Maybe I'll look like that person. Maybe I'll be noticed. Whatever it is, it really starts that over-process, like that overwhelming feeling when we just get stuck in, in the just existing without being intentional in being. And I think it's harder than ever just because there's so much, like like we kind of talked about last week with the things that are in our face, but it's like constantly plastered in front of us and all kinds of every million media apps that are on our phone. We're watching other people's lives and we're comparing to their lives and we're we're just so involved. We're like more involved in other people's lives sometimes than our own. And it's hard to find that identity of yours because we don't focus on it anymore because we're living through our phones, through everyone else's life and not thinking about what it is that, that, you know, like, it's crazy to me how many people can like rattle off like all these stats about celebrities and what they like, (laughs) all this stuff. It's like, what about you? You know, like you, you matter, you, you know, who cares if you don't have 124 million followers, like you still matter and your life is a masterpiece that you're working on. That is important. That matters. Don't lose yourself by looking at everything else. And it's just in front of us nonstop today that I think it's harder for people to realize that, I guess. I feel like people, like the simpler things are, the happier people are. But we have made life completely right, not simple. <laughs> well, we, we overcomplicate it because we're, mm-hmm. we're confused at this point. Like we don't know which direction to go to. So again, grasping at straws and you're eventually just going to mm-hmm. have a crap ton of straws and you're just like don't know which one to choose you don't know which direction to go you don't and so that becomes that overwhelm and so when we're overwhelmed we tend to just kind of shut down because we don't have a direction and of course like where are we going what are we doing so again we overcomplicate ourselves by trying to fit so many different boxes that were never yours to fit in and that's really come back to the value of of worth like what are you really chasing at the end of the day no matter what you're chasing it comes down to you want to be enough, but enough for who? That's the question. The enough for who is you, but then who are you? Mm-hmm. See, it's almost like, it, it, I don't mean to like riddle it, but it kind of is because it, <laughs> it all comes back to like, really, what do you want? So, you know, when we're comparing our lives to, you know, rattling off all the things of the celebrity, it, it's a way for like, it's like projecting out there. It's like, well, you know, they have this beautiful, amazing life. And then we kind of look at ours and compare. Like, well, I don't have all those things, so why bother trying? Well, who told you you have to follow that path? And who told you had to be an overnight sensation? Why can't you just be the the one person that, you know, just has a purpose, but stop comparing your purpose to that other person? And think just be you're falling in that comparison gap that is if you're like what you have isn't valuable. You have a purpose here in life. Like your soul has a, a being, this vessel that it resides in, and your purpose is unique to you. So we can't compare. But again, go back to the root of who are you? Uh, I, I mean, it's just everyone's journey is going to be unique. And that's the journey of self-discovery. And nobody ever has made it. Like you're constantly growing and evolving. So even though you might find out who you are today, well, in 50 years, are you going to be the same? Most likely Probably not. <laughs> you're going to have a lot of life circumstances and different things that happen in over time. So you need to adapt and grow to it. So again, you're constantly like morphing into it. It's like the butterfly story, right? So it's a caterpillar mm-hmm. 
and, and it's the struggles of our everyday existence that are shaping and shifting us into who we're becoming. And so that's the beauty of it. So everything lies within, and it's really that, that journey to self-discovery. It's unique to you, but yet we're all going through it. So you're not alone. And that's really cool. No, you are not alone. We're here. And we're here for eight more weeks of talking about this. So this is just the awareness of the self-discovery. We still have eight more weeks so, of this. So um, so definitely keep listening. And then um, if you're in our Facebook group as well, just know that you can um, comment and then join to chat with us after um, each of these live recordings as well. We would definitely love to hear more feedback and more of where you are in your journey too. Um, so we can just share in that together. Yes, we're looking forward to it. So hopefully, you know, pop in that group and we look forward to chatting with you next week. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Confident Woman podcast. For more ways to connect with us, check out our Facebook group. It's the Confident Woman on Facebook. There's a ton of amazing ladies in that group that you can connect with as well. My Instagram is at Aaron underscore travels for life. Make sure you go ahead and follow that and follow Rachel as well. What is yours, Rachel? You can follow me on all social medias at I am Rachel Brooks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Look forward to checking you next week.